Okay, good morning, everybody. Welcome to church this morning. We, have, we are continuing with our Making Change series today. We have something a bit different planned. So I have two guests that I'm going to welcome up on stage. We've got Peter and Vanna. Can you give them a round of applause as they're coming up, please? Okay. Ew, you guys can take your seats. Um, Peter and Vanna actually run our financial freedom course here at church. Um, they ran the first one this year, and it was so successful. We had great feedback from it. it was, it's really helpful to help you to be financially free. Okay, Vanna, do you want to quickly introduce yourself? Ten seconds. Tell us a little something about you. Good morning, church. I'm Vanna Rolifid, as you uh, already heard, and uh, also better known as Vanessa's husband. So um, I've got two kids. Been coming to the church for about 14, 14 years now, and uh, it's been such a privilege to be here. Peter, tell us a little morning, something about church. yourself. Morning, um, church. I'm Leanne's husband, so <laughs> let's start there. That's important. Um, yeah, so um, been with View Church for about nine years now, since the days at Paddock. Um, two kids, um, Chris and John, who's, who's part of Kids Church. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm very excited. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we're you. so glad that you guys can join us today as we carry on talking about finances and making change. And so today, um, I want to just start with the scripture. In Genesis 1 verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, God created. So there was nothing. It was black. It says the darkness was hovering over the waters, and only God was there. Not me. Not you, no one, just God. He created everything that we have. Everything that we are and everything that we have is because of God's kindness and because of his generosity towards us. And so as we chat about money today and as we chat about, we're actually talking about stewardship, I want to just lay a foundation first because that's where we've got to start. First, our understanding and our heart. We need to know, we need to understand that everything we have is, comes from God. And then our response to that is gratitude, being grateful, thank you, God, for everything, no matter how much, no matter how, lis- how little, thank you, God. And then faithfulness, faithfully stewarding our money, faithfully stewarding everything, in fact, that God's given us for his glory. And I found a great definition on stewardship. It says, stewardship is managing everything God brings into our life in a manner that honors God and impacts eternity. So we want to manage everything that comes into our life in a way that brings God glory, that honors Him, and that impacts eternity. So we've got a great responsibility for, for, to handle everything God's given us in a godly way, it's one that honors Him and impacts eternity. There's also a scripture in Luke 16, verse 11 to 12 that says, And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven. And if you are not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? And so money is actually an integrity issue. It's a spiritual issue. And so we really want to help you. We brought Vanna and Peter up here today to really help give you some practical tips and tools um, that, that can actually help you to steward your money well, because our heart for you is that you would be um, stewarding it well, that you can bring God glory and honor. So we're going to get into that today. You guys ready? Okay. 
Um, so our first point that we're starting with today is that planning equals wisdom. Okay, planning equals wisdom. Proverbs 21 verse 5 says, Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. And so in terms of planning, Vanna, I'll start with you. What is, where do we start? If we're saying, okay, we want to be financially free, we want to be good stewards of our money, where, where do we start? Well, that's, uh, that's such a great question, Tammy. So, you know, I think, um, you know, something that, that was lacking in my life uh, when I started this journey was, um, firstly, what you're talking about, the foundation, and, and, and putting God, making Him supreme in your life, putting Him as the Lord of your life and surrendering yourself to Him. I was doing all the other things fine, you know, the, the application side, there was no issue, but I still had that anxiety of, what if this happens? What if that happens? You know, and, and the day when I decided, you know what, God, I have to go to give everything over to you. I surrender to you, and you are Lord of my life. Now, when you make that decision, that's a heart decision, which then spills over into, into your mind. And um, th- that's incredible, because then, then you move, you shift into God's economy, because He owns everything, you know, so He's the center of His economy. So you then move once you make that decision. So, so that's the first place to start, really, is, is to, to surrender to Him. The next thing is, the Bible very clearly says that, that, that people without a vision perish, Okay, so, so you need to have a vision for your life. You need to know where you're going. And, and in order for you to get there, it's all good and well having a vision, but if you don't have a plan to get there, um, then you're not going to get there, right? And so, so I always use the, the, the five Ps example of proper planning prevents poor performance, right? And so that kind of sets you up. So you already know where you want to go. It's now just a matter of, of planning, how are you going to get there? And, and that's, that's the practical part, um, you know, for me. That's great. So proper planning prevents poor performance. Gosh. Proper planning prevents poor performance. Okay, you can write that down. I like that. Well done. Um, so, we, so we want to be intentional with planning because planning equals wisdom. And so, Peter, maybe you can help us um, with, some more, with some practical, like how do we... So if we're going to plan properly, like where do we start in terms of the practical, which I think would be the first place would be a budget. Um, yeah, do you want to? Right. So thanks, Tammy. That's, that's, a good, that's a good exercise to start there. So, so I think from, from proper planning, um, a, budget, a budget is something that's uh, it can be daunting if, if I don't have it. Um, but it's also a practical tool that can be very simple. So that's our that's 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 the first piece. Um, that it's it should be as simple as possible. Um, and within the budget, um, something that's practical is there's there's three elements for us in in the budget. So the budget is typically money that comes into your your home or into your account or from a cash perspective. Um, some some money that you get paid weekly or monthly um, cash, um, and then the second component is is expenses. So where is my money going? What am I doing with my money um, weekly or monthly or quarterly? Um, and then hopefully the third element is if there's hopefully money left over um, at the end of the month. But I think practically there's there's always a gap. Um, and specifically what we've gone through this, this past year, 18 months, um, we've been tested, all of us. Um, 
So, so there's, there's then that, that hopefully the leftover, which is positive, or a, a shortfall. So, so just to elaborate a little bit on that, um, so I think practically in the budget we, we have income or money we've been given by, by God to the point um, to steward um, to the best of our ability. And within that, I think there's a practical element of not looking at the, the, the money I've been contracted for, but the money that's left over once tax is paid, um, my XYZ has gone off automatically. Um, so typically the, the reference is tax, um, where tax has gone off. Then the, the, the money that's left over is the money that I can work with. Um, then from an expense point of view, we use a principle um, of 10, 10, 10, 70. Um, so I said it quickly, but it's basically 10% um, for tithing, 10% for um, my safety net, or, and then 10% for, for um, ad hoc expenses, um, and 70% what I'm living off. Now, that example can change, and I think that's the, the wonderful part of having a budget, because that 10, 10, 10, 70 rule in your life or my life, so my life, it wasn't there. There was 100%, and then the next day, um, there was nothing. So I lent myself to a credit card or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there was no planning um, to start with, but I think once I got into that habit of planning, um, and then specifically, once you realize, oh, I've got something left over, what do I do with that that's left over? Um, and then I can plan with that for the future. So, so the other part of budgeting, which I think is very, very important for us, is having a view going forward. So um, going forward doesn't mean tomorrow. It means 12-month plan or an 18-month plan. And Tammy used a very practical example this week where something like a birthday. Um, so my wife's birthday is in June. So it comes up once a year. And if I don't plan for that, the end of May, I might think, yay, there's, there's something great. But I forget about what's happening in June. Um, and that happens. Things like that happen. So, so to plan ahead, um, the other example we use, a practical example, is well, maybe you, you, you might only receive an income once a quarter or once a year. Um, and then it's difficult. It's difficult to plan because I only receive money once a quarter. Or I receive money as I work. Um, and that's a difficult component. But I think then the expense part will help to steward us to say, what do I do when I know what's coming? Um, and how, it, how I need to adapt to that. Yeah, thank you. That's great. Thank you. Um, something we always forget to put in our budget is our car license renewal. <laughs> Anyone else always get a shock when that comes up? We have two cars, so they come, it always comes at the same time, and you're like, oh, we weren't accounting for that amount. <laughs> so that's where planning comes in and putting your budget together where you're actually looking ahead and saying, okay, what is coming up in the next few months? What are the things? And, I mean, maybe if you've never had done a budget before, maybe it's a, a good starting point would be to actually just get three months' bank statements and look at those expenses to be putting so that you can put 
into your budget, the actual items. Um, but I do want to encourage you, if you don't have a budget yet, um, Vanna and Vanessa, oh, Vanna and Peter, Whoa. oh my gosh, now I'm calling you Vanessa. <laughs> I hope, the first I hope I'm, I'm Vanessa. <laughs> I'm messing all these names up today, I'm sorry. Vanna and Peter are going to be running the financial freedom course again in November. Okay, so for the month of November, from the first Tuesday in November, 7 o'clock, it'll be run here at the church. So I do want to encourage you to sign up for that. If you need help putting a budget together, um, they've got a great Excel spreadsheet that they can give you to actually help with all the columns and all the stuff already organized for you. So please sign up for that. You can do it on the QR code. On um, There's connect cards at the back, or you can just email um, milnerton at viewchurch.ca.za and put your name down to book a spot for that. Tammy, before we move on, just something I want to add to that is, you know, once you actually list your expenses, you actually have visibility of what you are spending on, and a lot of the time you don't even know what you're spending on, and you don't always need the stuff that is, uh, is going out of your, yeah. your bank, so that, that really gives you a lot more control uh, once you've listed all those expenses. Yeah. And you're less likely to spend as well when you actually know what you have. The months, I know for Reese and I, we have a weekly um, budget or, or family meeting where we actually meet every Wednesday um, to plan our budget or to check on our budgets, see where we're at in the week, um, or just to, to do any other family admin stuff that we have. And um, I know that the months that, I, that we don't, we're not completely on top of it or... Um, we're, we haven't had that chance, we've skipped a meeting, I'm way more likely to spend excessively because calculating in your mind is very different to calculating on actual paper. So when you're like, I'm sure we can afford to eat out, I'm sure we can, I'm sure we can buy those extra snacks, like we haven't spent that much, but then you sit down with your budget and tally it at the end of the month and you're like, wow, all those little bits added up to a whole lot of money and now you're having to take money out of your bond to pay for snacks or to pay for eating out or to pay for something that if you knew in that time, you would never have made that decision. And so when in the months that you, we are on top of our budget and I'm wanting to, to buy stuff, I can make an informed decision. Is this worth it? Is this wisdom to spend money on this when I know exactly how much I have? And so it really is a spiritual issue. Because how can, we, how can we steward our money well if we don't even know what's going out of our bank account? Or if we, don't even, if we haven't worked out the difference between what's coming in and what's going out? And so, yeah, I really do want to encourage you. There's also great apps and um, websites like 22.7. Um, I've used, we've been using that for about eight years now, and we love it. It's practical. It's hands-on. It's on an app. It's on your computer. And you can really use it at real time. So if I... I'm at the grocery store, I can pick it up and see how much I have left for my grocery budgets and know if I need to cut down or if we're okay. And so there's also something that Vanna mentioned, which is moneysmart.co.za, so you can check that out. Um, and then obviously the financial freedom course, they've got a great template for you to use. And if you want to get that before the course, come chat to, I think Vanna's on coffee, you can chat to him at the counter, <laughs> or um, Peter will be at the back at the connect area afterwards, so you can come and chat to him. Okay. Our second point that so under so we're saying planning equals wisdom. Start with a budget. If that's if you if you aren't doing that yet, start there. The second is to control spending. Okay, and Luke 12 verse 15 says, Then he said, Beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. No. 
Okay, we don't have to impress anyone. We don't, we're not worth more because we have more. Okay, we're worth what we are because God created us and made us and gave us or created who we are. That's where our worth is. And so, Vanna, maybe you want to just add some on, on what, what is control spending and how do we do yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, you would, you would think that, you know, I'm on a budget, so, you know, I'm going to control my spending through that, which, which is very true. But I think what, sometimes what happens is, you know, as, as we progress in our careers or, or in our work, we, we start getting salary increases or we get incentives and bonuses. And, and before we know it, we've actually upped our, our living expenses and our, um, you know, our, our savings maybe not keeping track with our general expenses, you know. So I, I refer to this as budget creeping. And so, so ideally what I'm saying is that part of your planning and your goal should be that, you know, if... Um, if, if my uh, income increases, then let's maintain our standard of living and maybe look at other areas where we can put that money towards that will help us later on so that there's margin in our lives, you know, that we can maybe use it for God's glory because ultimately that, that is our purpose, right? And, and so instead of increasing your standard of living, maybe think of it, you know, controlling your spending and, and putting that in, you know, in other places. And I suppose that's where that um, percentage, planning according to percentage comes in. Mm. If, you've, if you've already planned and worked out, okay, this is what we, our percentage, what the percentages we want. We want to be able to give 10%. We want to be able to save 10%. We want to be able to um, tithe 10% and then live off 70. If you're controlling the spending and looking at it in percentage-wise, then as your income increases, each of those categories increase instead of just the spending and then those yeah. percentages go off. I think it's a very valid point. Thank you. Thanks, Tammy. So, so typically that, that situation of the example I used was, was 10, 10, 10, 70, um, which, which will change as your income goes up and you receive more and God blesses us with more. So, so I think in some cases that 10, 10, 10, 70 is, is maybe in my case was 100%, as, as my example was. Um, but as my income increases, I, I, I willingly and, and, and consciously, intentionally added to each of those segments. And those segments don't need to be pure for you, um, but they, they something you develop as you draw up your budget and you understand what am I giving towards, what am I living off, um, et cetera, et cetera. But as my income increases, um, those percentages and those those intentions change. Um, so the, the example that I'm using is practically, um, we would typically try and live off the same amount or the same type of living style. Um, and the budget creeping concept is where, where that 10, 10, 70 becomes maybe 80% at the end. Because as we expend more and as we spend more, um, we, we forget about the, the important parts. Um, so the intention, I think, from our side is to, to plant the seed of why can't we turn it around? Um, and there are people that, that live that way, where they give 70% and they live off 10%. Um, and that's, that's the, the beauty of it, that God's given us something that we can steward um, and the more he gives us, the more we can, or the better we can steward it. Yeah. Um, 
But it starts with that, that first step. I think that's the, the that's point good. of this. Yeah, this is like, the Bible says, like, when you're faithful with the little, God will give you more. And I think, um, yeah, Peter was sharing a great story of, of somebody he knows who, who um, really was intentional with that. And as he kept getting, kept, kept changing those percentages, so it was actually swapped around and lived off 30 and, and gave 70, which I think is incredible. Um, Another thing to keep in mind with, with just planning and controlling your spending is to plan according to your values, okay? which, which means you need to be on the same page if you are a married couple and working together with your finances, which, by the way, I would strongly, strongly, strongly ad- invite you to do. <laughs> As a married couple, I know there's sometimes complications, but um, Rita and I work together with all our money, and it just it does something in you where there's... There, there's accountability, firstly, and secondly, there's, it, it brings intimacy when you're working towards a goal together and you're sitting down, you're planning together and talking about your values. What do you value? What do I value? What do we actually think is important in life? Is it important to drive a nice car? Um, is, impo- is appearance important to me? Or is, um, are people important to me? I value wanting to, to have community and have people in my home. Like, is that something you value? And actually working together towards a goal. So for Reese and I, we, we did this quite early on in our marriage. We spoke about our values. We actually, like Vanna said, we actually decided what kind of standard of living we wanted and said we never want to go above that. So this is what we're happy with. Um, for us personally, it was that everything we buy needs to have a purpose so we never want to just splash out. So buying a good mattress saved our marriage. <laughs> so we felt like that was important. Our marriage is a value. And so we could justify spending money on a good mattress. Um, we, when we bought a house, we, put it, we invested in a pizza oven because we value community. And we wanted to be able to just host life groups and host our dream teams and be able to have community in our home. So if you come to our house, you'll see that we don't really have a completely working flushing toilet, <laughs> but we have a pizza oven, people, <laughs> so you can see where your values are, and so if you haven't sat down intentionally talking about your values, you are buying according to your values, so you're buying and you're purchasing according to something, but maybe it's not intentionally what you actually want it to be, so I would encourage you to do that, and obviously all of this takes self-control, which is a fruit of the Spirit, and so in, in working with your money and stewardship, we're needing to draw from God's, from the fruit of the Spirit. So it is, it's a spiritual issue. And as we grow and as we get better in this, we're actually becoming more like Jesus because we're showing more patience, more self-control. We're being more diligent. We're being faithful. Okay, so we're actually growing and becoming more like Jesus. Okay, then a big, a big topic, which is the third one under planning, is paying off debt. Okay, Proverbs 22 verse 7 says, The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. As a Christian, we have a responsibility to pay our debts. If we owe people money, we need to be paying them before we're spending extra on ourselves. And so, I don't know who wants to grab hold of this one first. But so maybe yeah, maybe a practical, practical piece is, um, so... So when I when when I have debt, um, which which most of us have, um, there's there's a component of how do I get out of debt. So part of the course is is to get out of debt, um, and we discuss a little bit good and bad debt. Um, so we'll we'll touch on that. Um, but I think from a practical point of view, there's there's a way to address 
the, this, the, the situation I'm in at the moment. Um, and to maybe, um, as an example, if, if, if I have various types of debt, um, to start repaying small little bits um, or a bit extra on the shortest term debt that you have. So as an example, maybe I have a, a clothing account that where I pay an extra 200 Rand into that clothing account, I can settle it within uh, four months or three months. Um, and as an example, if I've paid 200 Rand a month um, and I'm adding 200 Rand a month, after four months, I've, I have 400 Rand available. Um, and then the, the budget side of it, so to go back to the budget, um, I then don't live off that 400 Rand, I add it as a repayment to another 400 Rand or 500 Rand or, um, and settle over time the, the, the debt. Um, so so there's, there's a term called debt, a debt trap. Um, where it starts spiraling out of control because we try and cover debt with debt. And I think that's a practical, a practical thing today. So in the last 18 months, there's a lot of people that, that, have, that have got stuck into that. Um, and it's a point where we can say, let's budget for what we can afford, how, how we want to live, and then what do we do with that little bit extra? Um, yeah, so maybe, maybe Vanna, Good and bad debt as a principle. Well, yeah, I, I think before we get there, you know, there's the, 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 the famous um, eighth wonder of the world, which is compound interest, right? I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> and Einstein famously said that those who understand compound interest will earn it. Those who don't understand it will pay it. Okay? And, and that's uh -huh. the truth. That is, that is the truth, right? So, so it's very important to, to, to have um, an idea of, of what your state of debt is. Um, and then... To understand, so, so, so I, I categorize it into three different categories. You've got good debt. Now, I don't like using good and debt in the same sentence generally, but sometimes you need to go and borrow money to actually buy an investment. So something that potentially could increase or appreciate in value. So, so that's, that's good. So you can go and sell that asset for more than what you paid for it and make a profit. Sure, you had to pay interest for, you know, the, the bond or uh, the amount of money that you, you borrowed. So that's good debt. You then get neutral debt. Some of us need cars to, to, to get to work or you know, to, to travel around. And you may not have the, the means to go and buy a car cash. Now that'll be great if you can. And, and, and young people, I advise generally to, to pay cash, to save up and then buy a car, okay? But it, it's not always that easy. So that's neutral debt. And then you've got bad debt. And th that's typically where you are buying stuff today with tomorrow's money. Yeah. Okay? And, and, and generally, that's short-term debt that is in excess of 19% interest. Okay? So, so th that's kind of that, that's your credit cards, your clothing accounts, things like that that you want to move away from. Yeah, that's great. So I like what Peter was saying about paying off one first, and especially if it's a short-term one, because if you have a few different things, say you have a credit card and a clothing account, and you're paying off, you feel like you've achieved something right. after you've paid one off. You're like, okay, I'm getting somewhere. Mm. Um, and I know there's different reasons that people get into debt, and sometimes it's not always under our control. Um, or maybe sometimes it is just bad spending habits. But there's a principle in the Bible called sowing and reaping. Mm. 
and when, when we're sowing bad things, we're going to be reaping whatever we're sowing. But we can out-sow a negative harvest. So I just want to encourage, if you are sitting here today, and maybe you have, um, for a legitimate reason or a really hard reason or whatever it is, gotten yourself into debt, I want to encourage you that there's hope. Okay, there's, if, we, if you can do what you can do and you can, can tackle this and be intentional, you can actually out-sow that negative harvest as you're sowing good things, as you're sowing into the right things and you're paying off and then you're putting and you're planning and you're putting your budget together, eventually you're going to reap from that good harvest and you're going to start seeing the fruit of that in your life. So don't give up, okay? Um, J- Dave Ramsey says, charge at it like a gazelle, okay? Like focus, hone in, focus and just get it done, and that takes discipline, that takes patience, it takes self-control. So mm. allow God to help you in that. The Holy Spirit is there to help you with that. Tell me, maybe get an accountability partner, you know, yeah. someone that can hold you accountable to that. And then when you reach that milestone, celebrate it. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's a victory. Yeah. Let's climb the mountain. Let's go for the next peak. Yeah, that's very good. And um, maybe, I don't know if one of you want to touch on, there is a, there is a way to use credit, because in the world we live in, if we're wanting to buy a house or you're needing to invest in a business, we do need to have a credit re- um, record or track. I don't know what you call it. I think the banker can talk to us about that. Okay. <laughs> maybe just very quickly, just what, what is a good way to use? Because I think when I first got my first credit card, nobody told me how to use it. They were like, hey, do you want a credit card? I'm like, sure, give me a credit card. <laughs> The only reason we're good with our money, I just want to point that out, is because of my husband, okay? He's amazing, and we are where we are because of him. I never got taught that. His dad was great at teaching him that. So parents, please teach your children how to work with money. Teach them how to handle money. But there is a good way to spend on a credit card. Maybe just so, help us out there. Yeah, I think there's, there's, there's definitely positives, and I think that's the message we want to share, um, that Debt is not always a negative, um, so that's why Vanna's example of good and bad debt, um, as an example of good debt, um, our advice, <laughs> or, yeah, the point is we, we're not advisors, so we can't give advice. Um, we're coming from a place of where our heart is at this point. Um, so we want to help people by, by seeing what we've seen, um, but the, the work that the person needs to go and do. So you need to go and do, I need to do still daily. Um, But to the question of of debt, um, I think there's, in the world we live in, um, having a credit record or a credit history is always beneficial for the future. Um, So using a credit card, you you typically get a a budget facility or a... a, um, a credit agreement on your credit card. That's why it's called a credit card. Yeah. Um, our, our, our thinking is that it's typically put money in your credit card if you want to use your credit card monthly um, and try and use that as a safety net um, that you don't go into the credit monthly. Um, if you control your credit well, the, the institutions out there, so I'm not allowed, yeah, so I work for, for one of them, that's why I'm cautious. So, so when, you, when you tend to use the credit facility quite a bit, um, then, then the institutions grant you more and more and more. So, and that's not, a, that's not always a bad thing as well. So from a positive perspective, the example we spoke about in the week was um, you can typically use that as an emergency fund. Um, I don't live on it, 
I, I, I use the facility in the example I used with Tammy was, so if, if I get a call that my son needs to have an operation now, now, so I, I have one second to decide what to do, and it's going to cost 500,000 rand. I don't have 500,000 rand. I can't go and put something down. That's maybe a source of putting five and six and seven things in family and friends, and we have to make that decision now. So, so I'm using that example as a, an emergency fund. Um, it's not something that I'm walking into a clothing store and I see this beautiful jacket that Vanna's wearing today, and I have to have it now. <laughs> Which she paid um, cash for, <laughs> FYI. <laughs> so, so there is a positive to building up a credit record or a credit history, because that will help you to apply for a bond or for a vehicle. Or, um, but in the, in the positive sense of it, there's a space for that. Um, and starting out young with that will help you in the future. Um, yeah, so yeah. I think thank the principle, you. thank you, Peter. I think the principle here is don't spend what you don't have and don't spend what you don't have a plan to pay back well without yeah. interest. Discipline. And so, yes. So the goal is to, to, to actually never pay interest if you do have a card, is to, if you have 100,000, maybe that's excessive, if you have 1,000 Rand in your bank account, you can spend a thousand rand on your credit card, but you pay that off at the end of the month with that month's salary, not the next month's salary. Um, so live within your means, paying it. And if you're somebody who struggles with self-control and maybe you do have a habit of, of liking new things and wanting lots of stuff, then don't get it. Know who you are and what you can do and what you can't do. If you can't work with a credit card, don't get it, okay? If, if you feel like you can and you just need a bit of an accountability, like Peter, <laughs> like Vanna said, get, a, get somebody that can help you to actually, um, yeah, to actually do that well and in a, in a good way. Okay, our, our second point for today is think future, not now. Too early, but that's fine. You're welcome to sit there. <laughs> You're supposed to come up in the third, but it's fine. We'll go through this very quickly because we are actually behind. Um, second point is think future, not now. Proverbs 6, 6 to 8 says, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. Okay, so Solomon's saying, look at the ants. They're like insignificant, tiny little things, and yet they're thinking of the future, okay? They're planning. They know there's not going to be food in winter, so they collect it all before. They work hard. And he's saying, we need to be like that. We need to not just think now in that instant gratification of, I want it now, I'm going to get it now, but we need to be thinking of the future, planning for the future. So we don't live in the future. We, be, we live in the present. We be present in the moment, but we plan for the future. And so there's two things under this. And I want to just quickly get the guys to share with you before we finish is um, having a safety net, okay, the importance of that, and then planning for savings, for future savings. Oh, I think a safety net is vital. You know, in, in the day and age we live in now, we've seen it, you know, a couple of times, not just throughout COVID, but ideally, you know, even in a, a, a business, we talk about having um, operating capital and most businesses, healthy businesses have about six months worth of operating capital. Now, in our, uh, in our personal capacity, we should also have a safety net of, they reckon minimum, don't fall off your seat, three months worth of expenses, up to six months, best practice. So, so 
don't get a fright. This is something we work towards. So, so it's, you know, just because you feel like you're not going to get there, you, you're not going to start, kind of. That, that's right. So start somewhere and work your way, your way towards that. Yeah, Jason always says, start where you are, not where you want to be. Exactly. And so I think for a lot of us in COVID, if we'd had a safety net, I think we would be in a better place right now. And so this is really important. And I know everything that I've read has always encouraged like debt first, safety net second, before any other savings, because then you're actually, you're actually being faithful. You're Mm. being, and I know that this can become unhealthy if we start putting our faith in that safety net. Okay. If, if we're, if everything is dependent on that. Um, So we need to make sure that our hearts are in the right place to do with when we, when we are saving, because our faith and our security is in God, not in the money in our bank account. But I do want to encourage you, even if you can start putting 10 rand aside a month, do that. I promise you there's something called compound interest and it's going to help you. <laughs> okay, so 10 rand aside, 100 rand a month, just put something towards it. And if you're doing your budget, you can see where you can cut out maybe some things that are some wants and not needs. And you can actually cut out in order to, to put that money towards a safety net. And then obviously there's other savings, savings towards holidays or savings towards um, your children's birthday parties. It's most of our savings. <laughs> um, or things like that where, do you want to add something and maybe, maybe on that? Maybe future thinking. So I think the principle is thinking of the future and typically for retirement. Mm. So yeah. something for the future or even further than that. I know a lot of, a lot of families um, who, who are not wealthy in world terms they also think about their, their, their kids' inheritance, um, as an example. So that's a dream to think of your kids' future, um, but also to be able to save for that. So to Tammy's point, that's not something that I'm going to put all my effort into um, because I, I have to live every day. So that's maybe where my effort sits. But the little bits and pieces that I can plan from a budget perspective I can plan to add a little bit to a safety net, and I can plan to add a little bit to the future. Um, and then I think the, the penny drops, or dropped for me, let me make it practical, um, once I had to go and draw last year on that safety net, um, what happened with COVID, what we had to do in the house practically, um, I had to go and draw on the safety net, but the penny only dropped for me, and I'm 45 years old now, so it only dropped now that what, what does that help me practically? Um, because we've been half diligent sometimes, and we tapped into it, and then we added it to it again. Um, so we're still human as well, but, but the penny dropped for me that that safety net is so important, and I might use it once or twice in my life, but I was so grateful to God that I had a safety net um, to fall back on um, to help to help us and steward us through this time. Yeah. So thanks, Tim. And you know, if you if you don't ever have to tap into that, then what a great inheritance to leave for your children. Do you know that our friend of you on the keyboard, Tyrone, has been saving since he got a job. He's been saving towards his kids' um, education. Well done. He's not married. He is single and ready to mingle if there are any takers here. He's got a savings for your children, okay? I'll just say. Very good. But come on, like a young guy, how great is that? That yeah. he's got foresight to Wisdom. think and say, I want my children to have a great education. Some of us just complain about this country and say, you know, what are my kids going to have? And yet, 
in this country, he is making a way to make sure that, that he's doing whatever he can to set his future children yeah. up for victory. And I think that's just great. Maybe we can even just give him a round of applause. Yeah. Come on. We can learn from that. And just in closing, I just want to end by saying, just encouraging us all to keep dreaming big. Okay? We might not have loads, or we might have loads, okay? but God has a plan and a purpose for your life. You can give us some keys there, Tyrone, if you. This, this, this is the moment. This is the moment. <laughs> God wants to use us for eternity. He wants to use us to make an impact in this world, in our continent, in our country, in our, with our families, with our friends, at our workplaces. Okay, God has a plan and a purpose for our life. And no matter how little or how much we have, let's dream big. Let's trust that God is going to give us and equip us with what we need. And I'm not just talking finances. I'm saying with, with the heart, with the um, character, with the tools, with the giftings that we need, whatever it is that we're needing, the finances that we need to actually walk in what He's called us to do. So don't look at your circumstances now and think, I could never make an impact. I could never do anything. Let's dream big. Let's trust. Let's be intentional with planning. Let's think of the future. And then let's just trust God to completely blow our minds with how He's going to use us. Okay, I want to actually encourage us all just to stand as we close. And if wherever you are, you know where, you're fi where you are financially. Okay, you know whether you're in a great place or a not so great place. Um, I want to just encourage you to lift it up to God, to surrender it to God. Like Vanna was saying, um, make Him Lord of this area of your life. And so, so let's just lift our hands and we're just going to say, God, we just right now want to surrender our finances, our situation to you. God, for those that find themselves in debt, Father, I pray that they would have the humility to, to talk to somebody about it, to say, hey, this is my situation. This is where I'm at. I need help. Help me to get out of this. And God, I know that you are going to help them. And God, for people who you have blessed incredibly, who have everything they need, God, help us to be grateful. God, we want to surrender our finances to you. Use it, God. If you said to us today, give this away, would we be able to? Do we have margin to be able to actually be, to listen to you, to be obedient to you? God, help us to get to that place where we can just do what we can to plan, but be available to be used by you. And God, I pray that even right now, that for some people, I believe that you want to drop a dream in their heart. God, a dream of something that might seem completely crazy or unattainable. But God, you did that for me. You gave me a dream and we've, and we've seen it come to fruition in like a miraculous way. And I know you can do that for somebody else here today. And so I pray that you'd give us dreams of the future you have for us, a vision for our lives of how you want to use us, not just to get through life or to build our own kind of families, but to actually impact eternity, to, make, to leave a legacy. So God, we just commit our finances to you. I ask that you give us wisdom. Help us to deal with, it with wisdom. Help us to be faithful as we steward our finances. In Jesus' name, amen.